What's up guys? Thank you for joining me today. We are talking about Enneagram Type 9 and we're going to be looking at the wings of Type 9 and talking about the difference between the 9 wing 1 and the 9 wing, wing 8. Um, before we get into that, uh, welcome to my channel. This is uh, Dr. Tom LeHue and uh, we do studies on Enneagram here and try to help people understand more about themselves, their family members, their loved ones and uh, better relate to one another with compassion. In my description, you can uh, find the information if you want to get in touch with me. I do Skype and FaceTime appointments with people all over the world. Uh, just anything I can do to help you or encourage you. Um, you know, we all get stuck from time to time. Um, so let's get started. The nine. Um, I do have a nine daughter, and um, she's, what, 18, almost 19, and is married, um, she's a solid young lady that, um, you know, has a good head on her shoulder. She's a nine wing one. Um, I have a son-in-law who's married to my other daughter, who's an eight and he's a nine wing eight. And, uh, so I get to see, you know, these two personalities lived out in front of me and I do see some differences and some nuanced differences and a lot of similarities between them as well as working with many nines, um, you know, and knowing a lot of nines as well. Some of my best friends are nines. Um, nine is called the, uh, peacemaker, the harmonizer. Um, and you know, in general nines, um, go to sleep to their own needs and their own desires as a way of getting along with other people. It's as if, you know, as a young person, they decided that, and of course it probably wasn't conscious, but they decided that to have their own desires and their own wants and their own needs and to vocalize those, um, you know, would create some kind of disharmony. And it was easier to just, you know, go along with what other people wanted. It was easier to just adopt their views, their desires, um, their ideas, than to vocalize and verbalize their own. And so the nine, um, you know, becomes the prototype I guess, for all of us, that that tendency in all of us to just hit cruise control, you know, and just go with the flow and take the path of least resistance and get along with people. And, you know, if if you have your opinions and your views and you state those very strongly and other people have their opinions and their views and they state those very strongly, there is the opportunity for there to be a disconnection in the relationship because, Maybe we disagree and we decide that we, you know, can't work together or get along together. So in order to um, deflect that kind of disharmony, in order to avoid that kind of um, disharmony, nines adopt a strategy of minimizing their own beliefs, views, uh, ideals, desires, wants, needs, and adopting the views and opinions and ideas and wants of others. And therefore, it erases the opportunity for disharmony and creates peace. But it also erases, to some degree, uh, the nine's own identity. And so you always have to ask, you know, at what expense, you know, to yourself are you uh, trying to get along with other people? And I think when nines realize this about themselves, you know, it's a really 
eye-opening aha moment, you know, because everybody gets along so well often with nines. Nines are agreeable. They're, it's in their personality structure to be agreeable, likable, uh, easygoing, easy to get along with, harmonizing. And when nines, you know, and the people that love them realize, you know, that uh, the expense and the cost um, that, you know, that this this has the price tag to being this agreeable and this nice it it can be a real you know dis um what's the word i'm looking for um a moment that really is startling you know um when a nine wakes up um they may not change you know they but just the realization that you know that they've been um, really, you know, quieting their own voice and quieting their own desires, and and in order to get along, in a bid to get along with people, when they just realize that about themselves, it can be a real uh, epiphany, a, a real eye-opening moment for them, um, and. You know, with the hope that if they realize that about themselves, if you're a nine or, you know, you you love somebody that's a nine, when they realize that about themselves, what they've been doing, you know, um, hopefully it will encourage them. It will encourage you to, you know, wake up and get in touch with your own wants and desires and feelings and emotions and dreams and plans, goals, and, you know, let those things become more, um, more a part of yourself and be able to state those out loud and realize that, you know, you are a person, a person with an opinion and a person with, with desires and wants and dreams and needs, just like every other person. And your, your, uh, needs and desires and dreams are just as valuable and just as valid as everybody else's. And they should be stated and they should be, um, and they should be given, you know, attention and should be valued like anybody else's. Um, so I wanted to, you know, get into the wings, but anything else that I want to just say about nines that might be helpful, um, you know, okay. The getting along with everybody, you know, it comes at a price. It's it, it, that accommodating yourself and avoiding conflict nines, especially nine ones hate conflict. Uh, you know, will do everything they can do to harmonize and move away from conflict. And that, you know, goal to avoid conflict in order to achieve comfort can cause you to deafen your own inner voice, your, your inner voice that would guide you and direct you and tell you that this is the direction you want to go in. This is what you want to do. This is what you want to participate in. This is what you don't want to participate in. You have to deaden that voice and deafen that voice in order to, you know, get along with people. Um, and when you can learn to wake up to yourself and sort of get in touch with that internal guide and an internal compass, um, you know, um, and you can then balance a little bit better uh, your own dreams and desires and support for others in, in their dreams and desires. So nines are in the anger group with eights and ones and eights and ones are more obvious about their anger. Um, you know, eights are probably the most obvious and, um, they tend to just give back, you know, what, what they're getting. And so 
if if people lean in on an eight, an eight leans back. The one is a little less obvious. Their anger often looks more like frustration or maybe resentment or maybe just, you know, um, sort of a seething um, undercurrent of, you know, things aren't fair. I have to carry all the weight while other people get to goof off. You know, that sense of frustration. Uh, ones want to keep a lid on their anger. It's not good to be angry and ones want to be good. Okay. And then the nine um, being in the middle of that group tends to go to sleep to it. Just like the three goes to sleep to their feelings. They're in the feeling group. The six is in the thinking group and the six in a sense goes to sleep to, to their thinking. Now I don't want to upset or offend any sixes, but what I mean is, is sixes, you know, are very much thinkers. Okay. Um, but they're, they're responding to fear and if you can get them to come back to the present moment and think about, are you safe right now and engage that thinking in right now thinking, then you can often talk a six out of their worry and desperation because when they engage their thinking to the present moment, they realize I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I don't need to maybe hit the panic button just yet. So sixes kind of go sleep to their thinking. Um, threes go to sleep to their feeling. Uh, because threes are in action and doing mode and they want to achieve goals. But when you ask them, how do they really feel about these goals they've accomplished? You know, they may realize that they don't really care about all of these awards they've accumulated. They've just been in doing and action mode. And so that corresponds to the nine being at the center of the doing mode tends to go to sleep to what they ought to do for themselves. And they go to sleep to the anger. They want to get along with people. They recognize that, you know, it's easier to just sort of uh, calm yourself, quiet yourself, and let other people's agenda become your agenda, and then you can be at peace with people. Um, and that becomes then your agenda. Your agenda then becomes harmonizing, blending in uh, with others. I tend to think of nines as being kind of like the vanilla ice cream. You know, I, vanilla ice cream is a flavor, but it tends to blend with, you know, every other flavor in a in a positive way. And it mellows out every other strong flavor. And that's exactly what nines do. They mellow out, you know, the environment. They mellow out, you know, the uh, the workplace, the family. They bring a peaceful, calm, uh, you know, harmonizing quality to to relationships. Okay, um, easygoing, accommodating of others when asked for their own opinion, you know, they, they, they may hesitate and just, you know, whatever, it's fine. I don't have a preference. I'm good with whatever. Um, nines don't like to tolerate conflict because it can lead to separation. And so there's that sense of fear, you know, of separation. Like if I stand up and voice what I want and say what I want, then people might abandon me and might leave me and might withdraw from me. And so I go along with others in order to get along with others. Uh, so they, they sort of dial down the awareness of their own wants and needs. They dim the themselves. They water down themselves. Now that's a that's a very you know that's a very disconcerting thought you know to think that you have a person in your life or you are a person that waters down yourself 
or dims down yourself in order to not be a problem, in order to remove problems or the threat of problems or the potential for conflict, you've dialed down your identity. You've dialed down yourself. You've watered down your life. That's a lot to think in about. That's a lot to take in. You know, that you are um, living a watered-down life. Um, it's just something to think about. I, I didn't write this. This is coming straight out of, you know, the books, the experts, okay? This is all coming straight out of the experts, all right? I've got a shelf filled with just, I think, every book on the Enneagram, and I've read them all. And, uh, you know, and, of course, trying to understand... And I don't mean to be offensive. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm on your team. I'm on your side. I have nines that are very close to me. And I don't want them to live a watered-down life. I, I want them to really get in touch with their dreams, desires, hopes, plans, and live those out. I want them to, to, to become and be all that they're created to be. So I'm not trying to, you know, hurt or shame or frustrate anybody. I'm just trying to understand myself. Um, you know, some of these nines in my life that have been so such good friends and easy to get along with, you know, I didn't necessarily think, you know, at what expense to themselves are they being that agreeable? But, you know, it really, really makes you stop and think and appreciate, you know, uh, this this cost of blending in, this this price of blending in. Um, so nines tend to focus externally on what others want and what others want them to be, want them to believe, want them to act. And, you know, that much attention at keeping harmony with the group around you and the people around you causes them to take the focus of their attention away from their inner selves so they're always looking externally as to what do I need to do or say or be in order to keep harmony in this group uh, or to regain harmony in this group. Or how can I help people that are at odds regain harmony in this group that their attention is not on the inner self of, you know, what do I want or what do I uh, hope to achieve? It's kind of all sacrificed on that altar of harmony and peace. Um, nines focus easily on what's common, you know, on the commonalities, on the community, uh, and their agendas then fade into the background as the all, you know, all powerful, all important agenda of keeping harmony with everybody and keeping harmony in the group becomes the most important, um, the most important agenda. Um, okay. Anything else? Okay. Well, you know, uh, I've got lots of other videos on, you know, the paths of integration and disintegration. So let's let's go back to what this video is supposed to be about. Fifteen minutes in, the uh, the wings. Okay, so let's take the nine eight. Let's start there. The referee is what this one's called. The referee or the advisor, I think, is a good title as well. You've got the nine mellow, peaceful, harmonizing, forget themselves, get along with everybody, but you mix that with what? A very strong, independent, powerful, dominating leader. Eight, who's going to give back to you what you give to them. You push on an eight, they push back. You get in their lane, they get you out of their lane. Okay, so the nine eight is called the referee. 
Um, and I think that's a helpful that's a helpful term because let me explain the concept a little bit. Harry Potter, I think, is a good example of a nine eight. Uh, he's got that nine energy of just wanting. I'll live under the stairs, whatever I have to do. You don't have to recognize me. You don't have to celebrate my birthday. You don't have to, you know, anybody. Nobody has to care about me. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. I, I'll just live under the stairs. Whatever I got to do to to keep peace and harmony in this bombastic, chaotic environment. I'm not a player, okay? So a nine doesn't feel like a player in the game. Um, but notice that eight energy on the side, right? That wing eight. That now when I see people, you know, arguing or fighting or mistreating or abusing or oppressing some innocent person, that calm, peaceful person will engage. They wake up, blow the whistle and say, stop, that's out of line. That's not appropriate. You're taking advantage of this other person. Um, this needs to stop. This needs to change. And this quiet, reserved, peaceful person will step into life, blow the whistle, put an end to it, explode, okay? And, and then what? Once that's calmed down and once their harmony is regained and everybody is back in line, then that 9-8 will then back themselves back out of the game. They don't see themselves as a player, maybe, in the game, but there to keep harmony. And they'll use that 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 eight uh, demonstrative energy, you know, to to accomplish that nine goal of keeping harmony. So they'll step forward like an eight, bark, growl, holler, blow a whistle to keep the peace. But it's 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 not necessarily like an eight to get what I want you know, to get, to move forward and get people out of my way. It's to get what I want. The nine, uh, the peace and harmony It's to restore peace and harmony to the group or to restore peace and harmony, um, you know, to the situation. And then once peace and harmony has been achieved, then that nine will, that nine, eight will back themselves out and go back on, you know, routine mode, go back on, you know, cruise control, you might say. Um, the the nine eight um i think of a couple of good examples if you like king of queens you know i love that show uh doug heffernan the main character is a nine wing eight um you know that's a good example if you watch that show you'll get a good idea of what a nine wing eight is like um i've got a bunch of other ones listed here i don't know how accurate they are ronald reagan kevin costner um Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know. I haven't thought a lot about them. Uh, but let's see. They they mix an agreeable uh, ability to get along with others with strength. Okay? With strength and a little bit of dominance. So strength and confidence mixed with peace and harmony. That's what you get when you get a nine wing eight. This person is probably a little bit more of a comfort seeker uh, and can be a little bit more passionate about their comfort. So, you know, you often talk about like nines, if they get, if you get your order wrong at a restaurant, like you get your sandwich and you, the nine eight is probably going to have a, a favorite sandwich that they like, you know, and they, they find a lot of enjoyment in those simple pleasures. Nines find a lot of enjoyment in simple pleasures. I think particularly the nine eight finds a lot of enjoyment in those simple comforts. And again, we could get into the reasons why, because when you die to your own life agenda, 
you can get and you and you're and you're not passionate about like the important things of life when you sort of go to sleep to that then what takes its place is kind of the unimportant things of life so now the way your sandwich is made becomes really important to you um you know watching your favorite television shows and sitting in a comfortable chair um, these things then take the place of what is most important to you um so that's something to think about maybe another video but but the um you know, I think this 9-8 is a lot more likely to sort of stand up for themselves and say, hey, I got to take this sandwich back because this has onions on it and I can't do onions. I think the 9-1 is going to have a lot harder time in, you know, sort of speaking up for themselves and correcting someone and getting what they want communicated. The 9-8 is going to have an easier time at that hold on just a minute, I got to take this sandwich back because the sandwich is the important thing, you know, today in my life and it's got to be done right. And I don't mind, uh, but you'll see them do it. Not like an eight, you know, an eight wants to blame who's responsible for the nine, eight is going to take it back. And, uh, I'm sorry, but, uh, I asked for no onions. Can you please take the onions off of this or, or can I have a new sandwich? They're still going to be very harmonious and peaceful about it, but they're going to be more committed, I think, to getting what they want. Um, more committed to, to getting their their needs and desires vocalized uh, than maybe the 9-1 would be. I think the 9-8 is probably going to be a little more uh, extroverted. The, the, the tendency, I think, would be a little more extroverted than the 9-wing-1. They're going to be probably more, uh, uh, more comfortable being in big social environments, being with groups, having friends, um, cutting up, laughing, um, you know, I think that they're going to care a lot about their immediate needs, their, um, um, their physical needs and wants, their comfort, like I said, and maybe, uh, having money in their wallet to, uh, to, to attain those things. They're going to be sociable. They're going to enjoy socializing. There's a little bit of, a, a lusty quality about the nine, eight. Okay. Remember the sin of the uh, nine is sloth. Okay. Going to sleep to themselves and just going along with people. But then you blend that with the eight, that lusty side. Remember lust is just people and things exist for my use and my, and my pleasure. Okay. So this is where that, that nine, eight, I think has that tendency to get lost in those simple comforts, lost in pleasure, lost in comforting routines. When you have a routine, you don't have to engage your mind. You can just go into action mode. And remember, nines kind of live in a, a cruise control if they're not careful. They kind of live in inertia. And routines allow you to stay in that cruise control without having to engage the mind, without having to set your agenda, without having to think through what you want. You can just move without thinking. And nines can get kind of lost in that moving without thinking. And it can be very disrupting to a nine when you try to, you try to change them. The 9-8 is going to react against somebody trying to change them. You'll see this peace-loving, harmonious 9 just moving through life like there's nothing wrong. But then when you start putting pressure on them to change, when you start you know, ex raising your expectations, and did you get that paper filed, and did you get the car taken to the shop, and did you pick up the supplies for the pool, and I need you to go to the grocery, and I need you to pick up these items, you'll see 
that nine start to, you'll see the anger of the nine start to come out because they don't like to be pushed. They don't like change. They don't like to have their agendas, you know, disturbed and they don't like to be disturbed. Okay. So you'll see that anger side of them and nine eights probably a lot more likely to express that anger. Uh, but then to quickly, as soon as possible, get back to harmony. Um, I've read that nine eights, I don't know this one for, for a fact, but I've read that nine eights, you know, can blacklist you like maybe an eight would. Um, if, if you get on their bad side and you create disharmony in their life and they mark you as sort of like a person that they don't, um, you get on their bad side and their anger explodes at you, they might blacklist you and then be peaceful and kind around you, but forever they're kind of done with you. I don't know if that's true or not. I read it. Don't know. I can't, I can't say that one for, for a fact, but, uh, nine eights have a strong cooperative approach, but can explode with anger when they're pushed. I think Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood, I'm going to write him down because I don't know for sure, but I'd have to verify that. But his characters, his characters in the old westerns is a is a great example of what nine eights look like. Okay, think of all those you know, hang them high, a few dollars more, a fistful of dollars, all of those movies. That's nine eights. Okay, that is what a nine wing eight looks like. He rides into town, and every movie is basically the same plot, and this explains nine eights. Okay, he rides into town. And um, he doesn't really want to interact with anybody. Nines are in a withdrawn state with fives and fours. He just rides in and wants to keep a low profile. Doesn't want any problems. Doesn't look for any problems. He just literally wants to go to the bar and get a drink. And, you know, he, he, he sits at the bar with his drink in his hand. And then in comes a bully. Okay. The town bully that's keeping the whole town um, oppressed, who is, you know, victimizing the women, you know, smacking around the shopkeepers. Um, this this bully comes into the bar and picks a fight with, with Clint Eastwood, with the man with no name. I can't call him anything because he's literally the man with no name. <laughs> that's nine stuff, guys. Think about that. I just got to pause for a minute. Just let that sink in for a second. Clint Eastwood in those movies is called the man with no name. That's nine stuff. Do you see how nines lose themselves? <laughs> they're the star in their own life, but they're the man with no name. Okay. Oh, it hurts my heart. <laughs> okay. Help is here though. Help is here. All right. Let's stick with it. Let's, let's, let, I'm sticking with you. Let's do this together. Let's get through this together. Okay. Let me support you. I'm not a seven. I'm a, I'm not a six. I'm a seven with a wing six. So I can be a little supportive. Let me support you with my sixness. Okay. The man with no name. That's, that's the nine. Okay. So the, he, he, he's sitting at the bar drinking his drink and the bullies come in and start picking a fight. And he tries to like uh, just ignore it. He tries to not get involved. This isn't his town. He tries to just, but then they push him to the point that he, he can't take. It. Maybe they like even try to hang him. You know, they they take him out to the road. They beat him up, and they push him beyond his limits. And what does he do? 
he he slides over into that eight for a minute and you know shoots them all um has a showdown with them and then after you know the referee blows his whistle and brings harmony back to the town um he rides away and leaves and you know is gone that is nine eight stuff okay um just trying to get along with people, just wanting my simple comfort. It's been hot out there in the desert. I'm thirsty. I want to drink. I want this simple pleasure. I want to be left alone. I'm not trying to cause any problems. And then the problem comes to you and you can't avoid it. And so the nine wing eight explodes on that problem, eliminates it, and then peace is restored. Harmony is restored to the village and the 9-8 takes themselves out of the game again because they're not really a player in the game. Um, that is a picture of 9-8-ness. Okay. Uh, if you are a 9-8, go watch some of those movies. Go watch some of those. Just go on Amazon and rent them or some you know server and rent those movies and you will see what 9-8 looks like. They can be stubborn and defensive. They want to move away from conflict. Uh, they want to get back to harmony as soon as possible. They can have a lusty side to them where things exist for my comfort and pleasure. Uh, they can be more sensual than the 9-1. They find comfort in routines. They can have a bad temper. Um, they, uh, especially anything that threatens to knock them off course, anything that gets in their way, anything that gets in their life and antagonizes them, like the bully in the bar, you know, antagonizes them. They're going to they're going to feel a, a, an initiation or a response to to explode on that and be more blunt and direct and straightforward than the nine wing one. Um, but they want to return to that place of calm placidity. Okay, so now let's talk about the nine wing one. Oh, the nine wing one, the dreamer. That sounds great, doesn't it? The Dreamer, doesn't that sound wonderful? Walt Disney is a nine-wing one. Norman Rockwell, the painter, you know, is a nine-wing one. Um, some of my favorites, Bob Ross, the painter, you know, happy trees, happy trees. John Denver is a nine-wing one. Um, uh, some people think Abraham Lincoln was a nine-wing one. The nine-wing one has okay. Look at the look at the two things going on here: the peacemaker, the harmony, the I forget myself, and then the one be responsible, do the right thing, be a good person. Um, you know, don't let your anger get the best of you. Keep a lid on all that. And so, this dreamer term, you know, what does it mean? Well, being a dreamer can be a good thing. Believe me, I'm a seven. I'm a dreamer. I get it. Okay, my. My subtype as a seven is the, um, what's the word? I forgot the word, the visionary. Okay, that's a dreamer. All right, a visionary. Back to the nine. Um, stay on task, seven. Stay on task. Okay, so the, the dreamer has a negative connotation too. Before we get into all the positives, think about the negative. Dreamers are not the same thing as doers. There you go. Because you're in the withdrawn state, and even though you're in the action group, it can be hard for nines to get motivated into actually taking action. Because when you take action, you create disharmony. 
Anytime you take action, you're going to create, you're going to change things, and that's going to create disharmony and upset the equilibrium. And so as long as you keep it in the dream state, nobody's upset. So nine wing ones, you know, and all nines have that challenge of taking their ideas and putting them into action, actually taking action and stepping forward and saying out loud, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. This is the deadline. I'm sorry if that upsets you, but this is what I want for my life. And this is the direction I'm going in. And this is what I want to do and be. See, that moves you out of the dream mode into action mode. So there is a negative you know, connotation to being a dreamer. It's not the same thing as being a, a doer. Thank God that guys like Disney you know, could take their dreams and move them into action. That's when nines go to three, right? When they take action, when they, when they become assertive. That's when they go to health. So the nine wing one could be described as more introverted, perhaps, probably typically, because ones are more introverted than eights. Ones are compliance and eights are assertives. So the nine wing eight is going to be more extroverted, typically more assertive, especially in voicing their needs, wants, and opinions, um, and giving it back to you than a nine wing one. The nine wing one is probably going to uh, be more uh, responsible, more careful, um, and what they say, more detached, more conservative in dress and in conversation, um, more peaceful, more good, less lusty, okay, than a nine wing eight. Uh, more good behavior. I don't mean good like a good person. I just mean more focused on being good behavior and conservative behavior. Careful, more careful, more thoughtful, more idealistic. The nine. The, nine, the one wing nine is called the idealist, right? There's a way things ought to be done. Well, that nine wing one is really close to that. So there's a way things ought to be done. They're going to have that idealistic nature about them. And they want to contribute to that ideal world by being a peacemaker and a negotiator. And by the way, on the nine wing eight, I forgot to mention advisor. Advisors is like a referee. They know what ought to be done, but they themselves, I'm not a player. I don't work here. I just give advice. I just, okay, so the advisor, that, that aspect, I just thought of that. Back to the nine wing one. Um, I contribute to the ideal world by making peace and bringing harmony with me wherever I go. Nine wing ones tend to be, uh, can be fusion or merging ones. Or merging nines, not ones, merging nines, um, they, they tend to, you know, what do I have to do to, um, to identify with and get along with people and be a good help to those people um, and can even fuse with, with nature. John Denver, okay? Um, you know, his songs, I love them, but his songs are just kind of like everything's fine. Um, and I get lost in mountains and streams and rivers. And one of my favorite songs, Annie's song, you know, is about how he basically loses himself um, and his senses are full with someone else. And, you know, come let me look in your eyes. Let me see myself in your eyes um, is another one of his songs um, where you where the nine literally does get lost in the eyes of another person. They need to look into your eyes to see themselves, to find themselves. Nines lose themselves, 
right? And they, they, they can have their senses filled with nature, with experiences, um, with, um, with fusing with others and finding themselves in others or in other people. Um, okay. Um, and can get lost in just their appreciation for the world as it is. Guitars with the rocks, with the streams, with the birds, you know, the flowers and the children are my brothers, you know, and my sisters. Um, just that sense of like being at peace with the world. I think Jack Johnson's another one. I don't know his music as well, but you know, that, uh, just banana pancakes, you know, that's all we need. Life is okay with just those simple pleasures. Um, nine ones can be very creative. They can be artists. Uh, they are very, um, mystical, you know, they, they can get lost in beauty and art and in, uh, in, in, clean things and pretty things and simple things and they can be good teachers i mean a one is a teacher a one wing two particularly is a teacher and that nine one now remember nine's speaking style is 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 the saga so it every detail you know is going to get talked about and so sometimes they can lose people when they are telling long stories because they include so many details because they want you to have the full perspective. Nines have the full perspective. They see everybody's side and everybody's viewpoint. And so when they tell a story that comes out in the way they talk is they want you to know every detail, every little every little tidbit of information because if you understood it, then you would understood why they came to the conclusion they came to, why they made the decision they made, why they've postponed their date or why they've you know, decided to quit this job and go to a new one. They want to include every detail so that you can get a full perspective and fully understand. And sometimes that can come across as, you know, they're not getting to the point because most of us just want a conversation that gets to the point or as a seven gets to a punchline, <laughs> gets to a punchline. And they don't. They have sort of a longer, drawn-out, detailed speaking style. And a lot of times they just go quiet because they know they don't want to irritate people with their saga. They've gotten the cues over time that their their telling of stories, you know, exasperates people, and so they just kind of go quiet. Another way of dying to themselves. Um, nine wing ones synthesize information, can be organized, dependable. They repress their anger more than the nine eight, where the nine eight might blow, you know, and then bring it back to a calm. The nine wing one is probably going to be a lot more passive aggressive. Not that the 9-8 can be passive-aggressive too. Stubborn, 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 okay? But the 9-wing-1 is probably going to try harder to keep a lid on that anger and it come more natural for them to keep a lid on that anger. And, you know, when you don't let anger out, it leaks out, okay? When you don't let it out, it'll leak out and that's passive-aggressive anger. So... A word of warning about nine ones. Nine ones can sort of operate with this peace no matter what, which could allow them to be victimized, abused, neglected, mistreated. And the nine wing one is more likely to go along with that and to be an abused person in a relationship. And if you are, you need to wake up and get yourself out of that relationship and, you know, call the authorities if need be. But stand up for yourself and say, this is not right. And the nine wing one, I think, you know, could could become a codependent person 
in an abusive relationship because they they really want to operate with harmony no matter what peace no matter what and um, in order to keep that harmony might ignore anything that disrupts that harmony including their own abuse and go to sleep to their own you know warning signals or their warning signs against that abuse um Nine wing ones could make good therapists, counselors, ministers because they can be non-judgmental. Non-judgmental. They can just listen to people, take in all the information, and understand. You know that person's perspective. They they're very friendly, reassuring. Um, they are good at non-verbal forms of communication, like art and music and dance and um, you know sports. Working with animals in nature, painting. A lot of these artists, you know. Um, a lot of musicians and artists, and not just fours. Fours aren't the only ones. Nine wing ones, the dreamer, you know, can make a really good artist as well. Um, they want their external order as a way of giving order their internal world. Okay, so they like beauty and they like things being put away and they like things looking nice because it, in in a sense, when you are not paying attention to your internal world, then your focus is on your external world. And if I can't keep my internal world in order, I can keep my external world in order. And keeping order is what ones do. They order things. They they perfect things. They restore things. They clean things. And so the nine-wing one might have some of that, but don't do it to the neglect of your internal life. Okay, You need to organize your internal life, your internal goals and ideas and, uh, and wants and desires as well. So don't just clean up the, the shelves and get the shoes all looking nice, put on the right rack, you know, and all the, the clothes hanging up and, you know, all your pretty little bottles on your counter. Okay, you need to do that internally as well. There's some dust and cobwebs in your internal life that need to be, need to be uh, um, given some attention as well. Um, nines can get caught up in non-essential activities. Um, you know, like that, like I said, the routines, but also just doing jobs that don't really need to be done while they are avoiding the things in life that need to be done. And because if I, if I show up to the things that need to be done, well, then I'd be, I'd be, I'd be giving away my agenda and I would be, um, I would have to break out of my routine and I would have to be, I would have to make my wants and desires known. And that seems aggressive to nines. And so nines can avoid the tasks that need attention while they busy themselves in the things that don't really need attention. So if you're a nine, you know, wake up to that, that, um, you know, what, here's what I would ask a nine. What in your life are you avoiding right now? Okay. What would you, what, what task, what job, what conversation, what, what, um, what item on the agenda are you avoiding right now? I see the list of all that you did. Wow. You did a lot of things today. That's really great. What are you avoiding? What are you putting off? What do you not want to deal with? Now I would challenge you to, to go do that thing you're avoiding. Okay. That would be what I would say to a nine. Um, they can be a little less adventurous than the, uh, the type nine, eight and, um, be focused a little bit more on being respectable. Um, you know, um, perfectionistic, prim and proper prudish, maybe a little bit, um, and keeping peace with others, like things organized, dependable. They repress their anger. They're good at synthesizing information. They like order. They have a, a good sense of purpose. Um, 
Okay, I think I've pretty well covered it. As always, guys, be present to life. Nines, I, where do I start? Be present to life. Where do I start? I'm not even going to get into it. I already spent 40 minutes talking about it. Uh, if I can help you in any way, contact me. My information is right there in the description. Thank you guys for watching this video. If you stuck with it all the way through this, I hope it helps. I wish you peace and blessings on your journey. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Bye.